Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, um, here we are for another episode of CareCast. This one is, uh, this one I, I, in some ways feels really important in that it, it's actually a real story from a real person that we're right, going to be yeah. talking about. And it's, you know, and it's, it, it's a tough story. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the sort of thing that I, that I think our listeners will really sort of appreciate hearing mm-hmm. um, because it, it gives them a glimpse really into the day to day work that our pregnancy decision line does. So for those of you who don't know, pregnancy decision line is Karenet's national hotline that is designed to actually receive calls from women and men who are at risk for abortion yeah. and actually provide them with coaching um, and you know pregnancy decision coaching right there on the phone with our trained coaches. Yeah. And then you know at the conclusion of those calls, generally speaking, we try to refer them to local resources um, where they live to, to get further help, such as a pregnancy center or that sort of thing. But the first step with those callers is always trying to sort of walk them through what they're experiencing and what they're going through um, at that moment, right there on the phone, which is a very unique, uh, very unique model. So we obviously end up getting some very interesting phone calls from folks who are considering abortion, um, and our pregnancy de- decision line coaches are able to kind of talk through those situations. And so this was actually a call that we got um, where a woman had taken abortion pills. Yeah, and I, I just yeah. want to say something yeah. a point on yeah. that. It, it really does sort of illustrate just how reckless the, the whole strategy is mm-hmm. around. Um, the abortion pill, right, and and right. how they're they're more and more efforts to make it like I don't know chiclets or something. I mean, they're just right. <laughs> you could just go easy, in the store, easy to get vending you know, machine, just, just with, without with very little medical inside uh, oversight right. in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely, and this kind of DIY, you know, abortion thing. Uh, absolutely, where, you know, you can put together your cabinet from IKEA and you can have your abortion. I mean, right. literally, I'm yeah, not I trying know. to be crass. Right. I mean, that's the mentality. That is the mentality. That is the it's mentality. It's a consumer. It's a consumer transaction, as you've exactly. often mentioned. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's the mentality, and it's really, really sad, and especially being pushed by people who say that they really care deeply about yeah. women. And yeah. oh, by the way, just to make sure we're clear on this. This is not something that's a result of Roe v. Wade being overturned. Right. No. No. Yeah. This. This was the strategy way before yes. Roe v. Wade was overturned. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that that's something also to, to make. So the situation yeah. that we're talking about, this isn't a result of Roe being overturned. Yeah. 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 In fact, this call might have actually come in before. Yeah. That even this happened. Is, this yeah. isn't a result of yeah. that. This is giving you a window into. Right. What a, a preview of coming attractions a, in terms of a situation that's going to probably become more common, unfortunately. Exactly. But not because roles will return. Right. But because the number of people who are having abortions with abortion pills right. has been growing. So it's right. already over 50% and continuing yes. to grow and was growing even before Roe was overturned. Absolutely. And the restrictions around it in terms of the medical yeah. insight and, and, yeah. and, and sort of counseling, if you will, yeah. or even prescription process, there's already... Yes. Been a move. Oh, absolutely. To do that, that happened during the pandemic. Yeah, it was, yeah. The pandemic was a big catalyst for that. When yes. you couldn't leave your house and go to an abortion clinic, you really saw the push there. So yeah, it's a it's a very intentional effort by the pro choice movement uh, to make the abortion pill the method of choice yes. for for having an abortion. Um, and you know, and again, it fits in with you know the way you've described the 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 you know the abortion industry. You know, it's a it's a consumer transaction. It's an industry based on a, what they feel is just a simple consumer transaction, right? A morally neutral product um, that they're selling. And so if you kind of think about it in that frame, 
they're trying to lower costs and yep. increase revenue, right? That's what businesses do. Yep. Right. And, and increase so, access. Right. Yeah. Right. Increase access. Like you, like you often say, like Pepsi doesn't want to have one big machine in the middle of the country for yep. everyone to go through. They want Pepsi everywhere. Yeah. You know, every thirst occasion, bottles, yeah. cans, yeah. fountains. And you used to vendors. work for Pepsi. That's why. That's why I used Pepsi. We have nothing against Coke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Or Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Any other right. uh, carbonated beverage. <laughs> that's true. So we yeah. need to say that right away. That's because true. We'll or get, snack food for that matter. Yeah, we'll yeah. get we'll get the calls. Right. We'll we'll we'll, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we'll get the calls. Yeah. So so if you're yeah like if you're selling anything, you don't just want yeah. one location. Right. Yeah. You want you want to be everywhere. So it's as easy as possible for folks to access that. And if they can get it in their own home without even having oh to leave gosh. their house, I mean, that's, again, if you're a consumer transaction business, yes. that's ideal. And so that's the thinking behind this, as, as you said. So just a couple things about this, so about this story. So she had taken the abortion pills, and it turns out they, they didn't actually, you know, produce an abortion. So she found out that she was actually still pregnant after having taken the pills. And the abortion clinic had offered then to... Get, have the have the surgical procedure done yeah. for her free of charge. Yeah, and right? she and apparently she took the pills at home. Right, she took right? The pills at home. Yeah. Right, and DIY. ended up still being pregnant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, a couple other interesting aspects of the story is that um, she is she is, she is a believer, and when she realized that she had taken abortion pills but was still pregnant, the thought I guess came to her mind that you know maybe God has a plan. Yeah. For this child, you know, maybe there's a reason why this child is still alive. But the father of the child had unfortunately been the one who yeah. had pressured her to have the abortion in the first place. Yes. So she has all these conflicting things going on, right? Where she was pressured to have the abortion. The baby's alive. She doesn't know if she should go through with it. And you can just imagine the struggle that somebody is going to go through there. And so, so she has a decision to make. And I think, you know, as we looked at this story, um, you highlighted several aspects of Karenette's approach to, yeah. you know, helping people like this that are just, you know, just show how, just how important it is to, to approach these situations with a certain kind of, you know, um, model yeah. so that we can really make sure that we're caring for people in the way that they need to be cared for. And so why don't you talk a little bit about yeah. some of those aspects of Karenette's ministry that speak into this situation? Well, one of them, you know, certainly, you know, as we talk about often here, Karenette is really God's design for family. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just about saving the baby as God honor as that is. It's about raising a child. Mm -hmm. It goes beyond that, but certainly trying to build a, a family, if you will, that, that, that is, you know, sort of God honoring, yeah. you know, in terms of that construct, fathers and mothers united in marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Loving each other, loving their child, right? And loving yeah. God. That's the kind of the high idea. And so mm -hmm. this, this, Perspective of the role of the father mm -hmm. is one that we see again and again and again. And one of our observations in terms of, you know, the, the typical uh, response to the life issue historically has not really been to actively engage the father right. um, to the degree that uh, he needs to be engaged. And uh, sometimes just not even trying to engage him at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've done a number of surveys where we've, you know, surveyed folks who are uh, – abortion, uh, who had abortions. Mm -hmm. We've surveyed men who have participated in abortion mm -hmm. uh, and, and found that when we asked them who was the most influential mm -hmm. in her decision to abort, uh, guess who it was? It was him. Father of the child. Father yeah. of the child. We did the same kind of survey with women who'd had abortions. And we asked, who was the most influential in your decision to abort? Guess what? The father of the child. Mm -hmm. So our ministry model, hearing what women who participate in abortion and men who have participate in abortion are saying, mm -hmm. we said, oh my gosh, we need to make sure that through 
our network of pregnancy centers and the messaging that we do uh, with the pregnancy decision line and our work with churches, that absolutely we have to be engaging men and fathers. And you hear that in this story. Yeah, absolutely. That this woman probably in many ways didn't want to do this, but like the survey says, right? She she said she didn't believe in abortion, didn't believe in the father of the child. Absolutely. So we have to reach him because he's the most influential. Right. The other other piece is that, you know, this need to reach Christians. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that we found in that survey, again, that four out of 10 women who had abortions were attending church at least monthly at the time of their first abortion. Mm -hmm. And then when we did the survey of men, we found that five out of 10 we're attending right. church at least at least monthly at right. the time of that abortion. So right. there's a real issue with abortion mm. in the body of Christ. Right. And, so, and this woman told us that she was a believer. Told us that she was that a she's believer. she's a Christian. Yep. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. this whole notion of having to reach the church mm. uh, and overturning Roe v. Wade, which has happened, but, yeah, right. but it, kind of legally, but yeah. in the hearts of folk in the church, right. as well as in the culture, so critically important. And this woman's story mm-hmm. illustrates why, yeah, why that's so why important. that's so yeah. incredibly important. Yeah. And the other thing is, from our standpoint, mm-hmm. like it's God's design for family, and then God's call to discipleship. So mm-hmm. a key part of CareNet's ministry model mm-hmm. is the gospel focus. Mm. So we we see this as an opportunity to um, engage someone around the gospel of Jesus Christ, and particularly a Christian to help them to see how the gospel of Jesus Christ applies to the circumstance that they're in in terms of facing the pregnancy decision. And so our pregnancy decision line coaches are very, very focused on looking for, listening to, looking for the Holy Spirit's guidance, listening for that, mm-hmm. and then and then engaging mm-hmm. to say, okay, let's have a conversation about, you know, God. Like, like do you have a faith tradition? If so, how does it uh, impact your decision that, you, mm-hmm. that you're going to mm-hmm. make? And that kind of thing. And by doing that, mm-hmm. right, by doing that, it creates this opportunity for the Holy Spirit to start to speak to folks like mm-hmm. it did uh, did to this woman mm-hmm. to help her yep. uh, basically kind of pull back the scales to help her see mm-hmm. that yes, God has a design here. This isn't a life worth sacrificing, but right. a life worth sacrificing for. And so it's so incredibly important for us to be able to do that. So yeah. Yeah. it's just it's just sort of a sort of a example of of all the different things that we have in our ministry mm-hmm. model that are yeah. so critical uh, yeah. to life decisions. We say often life decisions need life support. Yeah. That life support mm-hmm. comes from the from the body of Christ and folks who are like pregnancy centers in the pregnancy decision line who are engaging people who are facing pregnancy decisions. But that life support also comes from God, mm-hmm. right? And the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to, to be that support, to come alongside you, yeah. to help you walk out of the darkness and in, into the, the light that, right. that you need to walk into. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that's just so amazing is, you know, about this pregnancy decision line and the opportunity for people to have these kinds of conversations is where else yeah. are they going to be able to have a conversation like that with somebody who's going to treat them like a whole the whole person that they are you know recognizing that this person has physical emotional and spiritual needs and and physical and emotional and spiritual aspects of who they are as a person and all of those things are playing into their decision to have an abortion or not right yes and so aside from a pregnancy center right where you can have those kinds of holistic conversations the pregnancy decision line is so unique. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're you're certainly not going to have the that be able to have that conversation with your doctor, probably, right? Right. Exactly. Certainly not at an abortion clinic. Absolutely. Um, our you know our culture just doesn't isn't you know set up, <laughs> yeah. so to speak, for folks to have those kinds of conversations about abortion. Yes. Right. Because we've done so much to just sort of 
put lipstick on a pig, so to speak, in yeah. terms of what abortion really is. Yes. And, you know, dressing it up in all kinds of language and marketing euphemisms and branding and, and euphemisms. And, yeah. And so having a real honest conversation about it that takes into account all these aspects of your personality, that's what makes Pregnancy Decision Line so amazing. And yep. so, of course, folks can learn more about it at our website. Yes, absolutely. It, yeah. it, it, abortion is a, it's a physical uh, act, clearly, mm-hmm. and that's where the culture wants to kind of stop, yep. right? But it has an emotional and a spiritual and relational context. Mm-hmm. And the pregnancy decision line mm-hmm. is really designed, and frankly, the work of our pregnancy centers as well. Uh-huh. And what 100%. we do through making life disciples yeah. in terms and of partnering with, yeah. Uh, yeah. partnering with churches. And they're all focused on kind of moving you beyond just thinking about this as just a physical act. Right. Right. Because right. that's where Satan wants to keep you. This is just a physical act. It's, right. Like, yeah. It has no, no, more, yeah. no moral content. Right. And moving you to really a holistic way of mm-hmm. looking at this as physical, emotional, spiritual, social. Relational. I love the relational piece too. Yeah, because that, again, the father of, of the child was involved here, right? So, yes. what is her decision either way? How yes. is it going to impact that relationship? Right? Absolutely. So, it's yeah. a key part of that yeah. work. So, yep. so we want to pray for this this woman. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and we have, and that's kind of how we what we do here. We yeah. get, get these little emails from um, pregnancy decision line and, and also from pregnancy centers of mm-hmm. critical situations where we can yeah. pray. And so we. We just ask the folks who are listening mm-hmm. to the podcast as well to just be praying for these kinds of situations mm-hmm. and, and certainly yeah. for our coaches and those who work in pregnancy centers yep. that are offering compassion, hope, help, and then also discipleship through our connection with the church. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. So, yeah, keep praying, folks. We appreciate those prayers, and uh, we'll, we'll, keep you, we'll continue to obviously keep you posted about these, these stories that come in. And oftentimes we, we are also able to report some really great news, too, and so we'll make sure that you hear that as well when we hear the ending of some of these stories and uh, we're able to help folks, you know, choose life. Um, and as we say, you know, really in our, our vision is that not only that they would choose life for their unborn child, but abundant life for their families yes. as well. So when we get those stories back, those are, yeah. those are, those are great. And those we'll, are the pro-abundant life stories. Exactly. And we'll, we'll make sure we, we share those as well. So thank you folks. All right. All right. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.